All right. What's up, everybody? Man, I should, uh, it's been a little while since I've done this. Um, I should have some, I feel like I should have some, some music, you know, underneath the voice, you know, just like a little bit of gentle music. All right. Um, the last time, this is Noah's Groovecast. The last time that I did this, I think it was about three weeks ago. Technically, maybe two weeks ago, um, as part of eOpen Mic, every fourth uh, Monday, sorry, the last Monday of every month is eOpen Mic. And for the, the one uh, for March, I actually did it at, I took uh, my sort of phone podcasting stuff and took it down to uh, Chico Feo in Folly Beach and shot a little video, flew a drone, and it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, got to connect with Hunter, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So I'm going to be doing that more. I think a number of the open mics this year will be that. But um, today... Uh, some time has gone past. I had a. I'm, you might notice I'm a little bit tired. Um, part of that is that I just took a really easy day today. Um, but also, I had a, a decent run of just a lot of different things going on. Um, had some. Uh, um, April kind of snuck up, and and I got pretty busy uh, for maybe the last uh, ten or twelve days. April's going to be a, a decently busy month for me. Um, and uh, so I, st I started working on on my newsletter uh, last night, and as I was writing it, uh, well, as I was writing it today, I thought uh, I'll do. I I'd like to talk about some th some of these things. It's interesting. I feel like I'm uh, on this particular news. Sometimes I'm, I feel like I'm writing parts of of what would be my book. I guess um, more than. Um, a newsletter, <laughs> but um, I wanted to start by start this out by actually just reading what I've written so far, and what I'm I, this the the, uh, the title that I've got here. Oh, I should open up the chat by the way too. Let me let me open that up. Um, give me one second. Okay, maybe like it's not technically one second. It's Seven seconds, I think. All right, I've opened up the chat. All right. So what I wanted to talk about was, is a, is a, a kind of learning, things that I've learned um, is, is a much better way to put it. I feel like as I go on and on in this music stuff. It, it, I learned more about how to be a successful musician. And when I got started, um, well, before I got started, I kind of just wanted to know what it what it's like to be a musician. I wanted to understand what it even is because there was this like mysticism in my mind about what a musician is. Let me just read this. So I've, I had a number of different experiences that uh, happened recently that um, I feel like I learn more about who I am um, and really it's hard to explain what all that really goes into making m music that's meaningful or that matters to people. And um, I feel like I, 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 yeah, I just learn more and more how how to do that, and, and so much of it has to do with mentality, and um, it's, uh, it's exciting for me, uh, maybe also disappointing for me that I didn't have this mentality, or I didn't have um, aspects of, of a good mentality uh, for a, lot, a long time, um, but um, let me read this, and, and it will give me different ideas um, about things I want to talk about. So I'm going to open up this draft, and we'll just go through it and see, how, see what this triggers. 
All right, so the philosophical prism that is music. I'll say, I'll say the reason that I titled this, it's kind of a confounding title, doesn't make a lot of sense probably. Um, but I wanted to title it that because it always seems like uh, there's, you know, understanding what music is or what it is to be a musician. It's, all, it's right there within, within my grasp or with, within uh, a person's grasp. But then as you get closer to it, it always seems to be the same distance away. <laughs> Or, or uh, you think you start to see and understand, and, and the light refracts, and uh, you, know, you don't understand things quite like you thought you would. Um, but we'll move on. I'm not sure if this title really works conceptually, but hopefully it works at grabbing your attention. This is my newsletter, so what I've written so far, and primes you to go on a little thought journey as informed by my real experiences of making music and hopefully holds up as a title by the end. My first idea of what a musician was. Really cool-looking people that make sounds that blow people's minds. Turns out this is a fantastically accurate descriptor, but let's go full circle to get there. I used to view musicians with a sort of mysticism. It seemed to me their abilities were like that of magicians. No one could explain it. They were just great, and we were in awe. A day came along that I set out to discover what a musician really is, and through becoming one, to be able to explain it. After much investigation, I've deter determined, uh, even, and I'm going to ad-lib a little bit here, but uh, even against uh, when I, I gave a speech kind of like this at an open mic in California, um, and people said music is feeling, but I don't think so. I've determined that mu music is, is communication. It's nothing more or nothing less, and then, <laughs> except for when it's more, but we'll get to that prism stuff later. I don't know that line makes sense. But music is excellent communication through sound. It's precise. It's detailed. It's informative. And here's how I know this. I went to open mics over and over and over and over, then gigs. Over and over and over and over, I watched videos of live performances. Over and over and over, I studied comedians, speakers, philosophers, any great com communicators. I studied them carefully, repeatedly. I watched what worked, and then I put it into practice. I sifted through the positive and negative verbal and nonverbal reviews of my own performances, looking for accurate feedback as I attempted to deal with fears of personal inadequacy. Especially in recent years as I've gone through some of my harder years, while pushing to be a stable income-producing local musician, I feared people would see through me on stage. I was being paid to be a focal point that helps pe make people feel good, while internally I was lost, drained, and on the edge of what felt like sanity at times. As much as people want to think of music as a spiritual thing, it's largely mechanical. I want to get an audience going. Hey, Holly. I need to calibrate for tempo, volume, busyness, and among other things, pick some great relatable songs. I need to control for creating sounds that are pleasing to the ear, and that is no more mystical than picking a nice shade of red. I have pedals that get exquisite sounds out of my beater Yamaha Dreadnought. I have a Bose PA system and a Behringer mixer that work together to display the sounds pristinely. Just this past weekend, after playing for hours through my PA for a house party in Evans, Georgia for the Masters Golf Tournament, the guys asked me to unplug and come outside to play acoustic for them. They were all outside like smoking cigars or something. And so I hadn't played acoustic for folks in a while, and it was partly for that reason that I obliged, because I always want to, like, I, I honestly felt like I was going to fail. I didn't, I, I didn't think I was going like, to fall on my face, fail, but I knew that I wasn't going to be able to deliver anything like what I was doing through the PA system. So I knew my guitar would not sound anywhere close as, to as good as it does through the PA, but I was additionally reminded how much easier it is to sing through a microphone. The raw, natural sound, I wasn't ready for that, but I sang imperfectly, raw, and without shame, um, 
you see with a microphone you can move closer and further away to regulate the sound and you can obscure or focus in on details and so when you feel like you know you're really getting something very well you know you can lean in and and help that to be more present in the overall mix and if your voice is failing you or uh you're not quite on on pitch or you're not as confident in that moment you can you can back out so there's a lot of control you can have in what people actually hear you can modulate it and um so it's really far harder to play acoustically i believe because it's much harder i brought this to conjure magnificent illusions uh i'm I'm just an aging, imperfect dude, and they don't they don't know crooning with a guitar. So um, let's go off script here for a second. So for those of you just tuning in, this is I'm reading what I've written so far for my newsletter, which maybe one day I'll compile all the <laughs> these newsletters that aren't really newsletters <laughs> into uh, a work, a liter a literature, a literature work. Um, so playing acoustic for these guys. There's a bunch of business guys in sports and uh, maybe somewhat high rollers in, in coming from by way of New York and, and England, and they're all there for the Masters uh, golf tournament in Georgia running a house. And, and it's really cool. It's really cool. I, I mean, this is one of the really cool aspects of my job is you get to connect with all sorts of different people and get a sense of who they are and how they communicate and their demeanor. And there's all different like levels of of communication and uh, maybe professionalism or um, maturity. And um, anyway, I've noticed this before. When you play open mics or, or you play bar gigs and whatnot, you can get so comfortable with the fact that nobody's really listening to you. And it, and it is. And what I've learned is, so much of it is the energy that you put out. And so most of the, most of the listeners, they, they're vibing on that energy that you put out and they're not really focused in on the details and they're not that worried about evaluating the details. But when you really get people's attention and they're really paying close attention to listen and take everything in, um, well, they see everything. <laughs> and so... It, it may or may not be worth people's time. Uh, I'm getting a message that's saying it stopped. Let me check it out real quick, the, the stream. They're going to hear the age in your voice. Let me check here. Is it, let me know if it, if it comes back, Holly, if you're, if you're still experiencing a, a, a disconnection. Get a sad emoji. Somebody put a sad. Oh, because the, uh, okay. Um, all right. I kind of lost my train of thought there, but. Um, okay, so, so when, when I'm singing for these guys out there, and I didn't expect this. They all went silent. Um, I thought I was just going to go out there and give them background music, and that's honestly what I was hoping for, because I, I just knew there was no way I was going to deliver um I haven't been practicing for this. I've been practicing for background music gigs. I've been practicing for maintaining an energy level, being able to perform for three to four hours straight um, at, at, at a good clip, and uh, keeping that, the, the overall mix pleasing to the ear. And my, my acoustic guitar, there's just no way outdoors it's going to be able to put out a sound that uh, really does what um, I've found to work for people, so but I just I did my best. I sang with as much as I could, uh, but it just reveals that like I'm not anywhere close to as good of a singer as um, maybe I could have been, or um, it's just to to really captivate from moment to moment. Um, you got to really be something special to do that acoustically. I think. Um, and so, at least on this occasion, that was not me, I don't think. But they did, they, they seemed to enjoy it, and they were complimentary, and, and so I will take them at their word that it was fine for that 
that uh, moment um, and that particular kind of uh, situation and occasion. But you take that same performance and you put it on one of these, uh, you know, big stages where people are listening to every detail and the expectation is at a at another level. It wouldn't it wouldn't go. So it's a good reminder of the work that you need to put in, the work that I need to put in. Um, well, let's jump back to this. All right. One mental transformation that made a huge difference for me, however, was when I gained respect for my role in events. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I was reading what you what you said, Rita. Um, me too. I've I've seen performances that even by technical standard were not, um, you know, fell well short of. I mean, done by somebody that's even fairly new. And um, I've seen an a cappella performance that was like that, done by somebody fairly new and very pitchy, but they put every bit of themselves into it. And you knew they were doing their absolute best, and so then you respected it, and um, and yeah, I think that has so much to do with it. And so, okay, so one mental transformation that made a huge difference for me, however, was when I gained respect for my role in events. And I think that's one thing um, for any musicians that are listening. Um, um, th- if this pertains to you. Um, I think one thing that it's very easy to think when you're doing background cover gigs or you're you're playing more background kind of music or you're just playing, you know, maybe most most musicians or many musicians, especially early on, you, you envision that one day you're going to get to the gigs that matter. Um, and but I think that uh, that's a mistake and you, you should not look past the ones that you have now and understand so I, I feel like at some point I gained a respect for all the gigs that I have the opportunity to do. Um, I'm, 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 I'm thinking if, if that statement I just made is completely accurate. I, I think for the most part it is. Um, that, I mean, I, I get gigs that I don't want to do sometimes. or you know I think that has more to do with getting being tired or whatnot. But um, I think that... So let's see. Most of the gab that I heard around playing cover gig background music type events was how dehumanizing they were and how inauthentic it was to play nothing but covers. I heard it so much that I'm not sure I really questioned it at first. Of course, the goal is, or I should say, of course, the goal is to be a real artist, you know, playing your own music. But I have had a wonderful and, and incredibly fun journey of self discovery in performing covers for background music gigs. Maybe one, one uh, recommendation I could make to any, any musician, if somebody says that knows you even a little bit, um, and they say they think that a certain cover song would work really well for you, you probably should check it out and try it, because I think a lot of times there's a, there's a deep reason why their experience of you connected them to that song and, and got them to... Uh, suggest that to you, and so when and if you actually dive into the words and really dig into the music and and learn it, I mean I, I've found that there are so many cover songs that I wouldn't have bothered really listening to or learning, um, but then when I actually went through with them, they were very helpful to me. They were helpful to my mind, how I was thinking about things. They taught that I just I learned more uh, about about myself as well as music and so I, I i've had a great time learning cover songs and and also learning what really connects with people um, in terms of an energy level different kinds of vibes uh different styles um and that can inform your own writing but um so i've had a wonderfully wonderful and incredible fun journey of self-discovery and performing covers for background music gigs whether the audience audibly acknowledges it or not Background music has a tremendous impact on what transpires at any event. You impact the energy in the room more than pretty much anyone. You're, I mean, you're the only one with a microphone. You're in communication with everyone. 
much longer than any of the speakers. And so that's a great honor and responsibility and should be respected as such. We as a society rise and fall largely as the conglomerate of individual effort, responsibility, and ethics. As long as I have the opportunity to make music for people's ears, I want to remind them with whatever musical means I have, how grateful I am for the life I have, and how precious our time is, and how much what each of us does matters, and that we should be happy and celebrating to get to be together. Um, and so th I think that that uh, um, maybe more of what I want to say is when you're doing these cover gigs or these bar and restaurant gigs, I mean, I, the way I look at a cover song, it's a way to relate to somebody. And if the song matters to somebody and, and you um, are given the chance to play music for, for people and you have a chance, like, uh, take that opportunity to try to see if you can do something that makes a difference for somebody. And I think that's, that's what it's all about. And so um, that's what I'm trying to figure out to do is, is what, what ways work for me to, to be able to do things that matter to people. And um, I, I'm more concerned with that. And so I've, I've found as I've been able to play for different people, yeah, that's just the approach I take is like I'm here at, 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 in a service role and I'm trying to figure out how I can do something that serves the people that are there. And I also think about it just in general terms as like this is my you know, little patch of grass or whatever it is where I get to make music and make a difference for those people that day. And, and if, if we all do that in our different roles and we put our best foot forward and we really try to make a difference for as many people as we can, even if we just do it within the, within the uh, sort of lane of our, of our career or, or our job, it still is going to make a big difference um, uh, the, yeah, the more that all of us do that. So, um, but with music, for, for any out there performing, that's the way I approach it is like, ideally at the end of, at the end of my gig or what I do at the gig makes everyone's experience better um, and helps uplift people because they're going to carry that. I've got like a little three-hour window to do stuff with music that will have that, if it brightens somebody's day up even a little bit, it's the butterfly effect. And so I want to do that so that it, it, that three-hour window that I have to make sound for a bunch of people tries to, tries to spread positive things so um all right so then i wrote so it is spiritual after all isn't it well here's the thing even when i'm just giving the mechanics of music all i've got because it's my job and effort brings job security people still have emotional responses to the sounds the sounds are just sounds and they communicate different things to different people but they are sounds that when we let our spirit be that of bravery, of kindness, of maturity, of wisdom, of love, of patience, of joy, people are so glad to hear. And so... Sorry about that, Holly. It might be a, an issue with the internet, but I'll check the video out after. Um, so the point I'm making is music is just sounds. I don't know. You can, you can maybe... I think the argument can definitely be made since sounds apparently are physical, physical vibrations... They exist in the physical world. They travel, you know, through space, uh, space and time. Um, that they would have physical impacts on our bodies. 
but I don't know enough about that to to make some kind of uh, conclusion that that sounds really directly impact our spirits. Um, I may, they maybe do, but what I think I can clearly that what I can confidently say is that the that sounds are sounds. What I believe is they don't really have a physical impact that much, you know, unless they're like extraordinarily loud, we can feel those vibrations, right? <laughs> or they hurt our ears. But aside from that, the impact is through understanding what's being communicated. And music kind of, it's on the, uh, it's on the forefront, you know? It's like musical artists, just like great comedians or great artists of any kind, they're on the forefront of communication. And so um, they're doing things with sound that are relatable in ways that are new, uh, I think, a lot of, a lot of the time. Um, they're, they, com- they, put, they put sound, they're able to communicate a broader, more detailed thing that people can't find the words for generally. So, and then this has an impact on our spirit. So I, I don't, like, you can make all sorts, there's, there's all sorts of different kinds of music. There's music that will have no emotional impact on you whatsoever. Um, so, like, I could make one right now. That's my version of a kick drum. That's probably annoying, so I guess it did have an emotional effect. Uh, but, like, you, you can make music that's doesn't you know, affect you really at all. Um, but let's, let's go back to that last line. And they, uh, they are sounds that when we let our spirit to be that of bravery, of kindness, of maturity, of wisdom, of love, of patience, of joy, people are so glad to hear. I think that's uh, maybe a, a core of what... <laughs> glad to be back, Holly. <laughs> I think that's at the core... Of it, what I've noticed is sometimes when I'm performing, more and more when I'm performing, and I'm recognizing the preciousness of that moment that I have in that space and time to connect with those people and be the best version of myself that I that I can be for those people. Um, that I and. Um, I'm just so happy that I get to do that. Um, there are many moments where it's like that for me, where I just, I, I, I'm just having such a great time. Um, I'm so, I feel so fulfilled that I get to be a voice to these different things, and so that's what I try to do when I'm singing uh, cover songs or really any songs, is to me, at least at this point in my career, and I think that's why um, I had a really hard time singing acoustically for these, for these uh, sports uh, guys at the, at the Masters Golf Tournament, is that what, I have, what I'm usually doing when I'm performing covers is I'm not really singing, I, I mean, maybe I'm singing uh, what uh, Harvest Moon, or I'm singing Shake It Off, or I'm singing All Star, or, or whatever, but I don't really feel like I'm singing those songs exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm, inv- I'm engaged in them, and sometimes some of the words are, are very relatable to me, and I'm 100% in the, in the words, but a lot of times it's more about creating a vibe, and it's trying to create uh, communicate more general concepts and so I'll sing, like, Lovely Day is one where I just, that's, I vibe on that. Most of the words don't matter to me that much. Um, the, um, the verses, they're nice lyrically, but mostly what I'm doing is just trying to create a nice, soft soundscape that's, that's nice and pleasing to the ear so that when I get to the lovely day, I just want people to forget everything and look at the day that is right here in front of us and see how lovely it is and 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 hopefully encourage as many people as I can to have a lovely day to do whatever they can to realize and bring about a lovely day into this world um 
And so that's, so sometimes that's what I'm trying to demonstrate is, is bravery maybe. Um, so I'll sing with strength and I'll sing, I'll sing really strong for a while. Um, I also try to just show people that I'm listening to them. Um, and so based on, on different responses, um, the, the level of, of dialogue that's going on, um, I try to listen to that and cater to that. So if, I, if I'm too loud you know, for, for too long, sometimes people will get, you, you can tell they get bothered. And then I need to pull back and play Harvest Moon, or I need to play something else that's a lot softer and quieter. And then we can build up to even louder. So it's 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 a, a little bit of a uh, well, almost say a, a kind of a game a little bit. But there are other times when in, in different groups of people that I get to sing for, where I look around and I realize I'm in the company of a lot of really really cool people. And so when um, when I see that. Um, again, I'm just really happy to be singing for those people. And so then I just try to show them as much as I can how gr- by, by singing to, to celebrate. Um, I, I just think, I don't, I, I, for me, um, I think sometimes people don't, don't appreciate how blessed we are, you know, um, and I, I think if you're in a position where you get to sing, get paid to sing, I mean, you aren't having to run into burning buildings. You aren't having to fight wars, you know. And there are other people that are doing those things um, that are making those sacrifices that create this opportunity for you. And so I think you honor those people by doing what you can to show through through sound and what you've worked on how valuable it is everything that they've done and and honor that stuff and so i'm not i'm i'm a very imperfect person um and so sometimes I, that's that's another whole challenge in and of itself sometimes you can feel like who who are you to be able to embody these things when other people have embodied it, you know, far more than I ever have. Um, and so, but I, but I think like that's the, that's the job that I have. That's the test that I've been given. I don't know why. I don't know why I felt so drawn to music exactly, but um, that's what I found that as I, I, I am where I am uh, and I'm getting the opportunities that I'm getting. Um, I also think of it like um, warding warding off spirits. I think that's a huge part of um, of music performance, is that you're looking to encourage positive spirits within the people that you're singing for, and um, and discourage negative spirits. And uh, I think that's an aspect to it too. So I feel like um, I have uh, been a little bit scatterbrained on this. Is there? Anything else? Yeah, I got to play um, recently. I played. I played for. Um, I, well, I'll say this. I played for. Uh, hmm, how to say? Um, well, I'll just say this. I played. <laughs> uh, okay, maybe I can say it like this. I played for people that I didn't think I, I never really thought I would probably play for or ever meet. And, um, and also, uh, maybe, uh, people that I would probably, how to put it. I just, okay. I would say this as, as I've got more and more opportunities to play for people in all different positions of life and walks of life. Um, what I've recognized just very clearly is we really are all just ordinary people. Like there's, uh, and and some people choose to take extraordinarily extraordinary responsibility and really push themselves to be as great as they can. Uh, and I think that's it. That is um, is just one thing that 
it, it, anybody in any career, um, when you recognize that when when you see problems in the world that you try to that you try to do something about it, and I think that's one of the big challenges for all of us. Maybe with the with this is a, a whole internet thing is that we get all these we're constantly bombarded with all these problems that we probably personally can't do anything about. Um, but I think um, you know as a musician. One problem you might see is that your audience is uh, tired or your audience is sad or your audience is what, whatever they are. And what can you, okay, can you sing a note that saves the world? I don't know. Maybe you can. I'm, I'm, I'm still not, uh, that's still up for debate for me. I think there might be a note that somebody can hit that saves the world. I, I really believe that. Um, I don't know. <laughs> but I think it's possible. Um, just a note that's so pure and so incredibly beautiful that it just like wakes everyone up or, or just imparts incredible under wisdom and understanding to people like instantly. I, I think it, it may be possible. Um, but... And then if you can if you can capture that note and amplify it through megaphones, then then we'd be good. Um, but short of that, I think any musician, we can make sounds that make a, a direct difference for for the people that are right there listening to us, as much as is possible. And you, you know you can't, you're not going to get a positive response from every single person. And you gotta. That's why why I like singing "Shake It Off" Taylor Swift's "Shake It Off" song. Uh, love singing that song because it's such a simple message and it's great. You know, sometimes we just gotta we gotta shake it off. And so, how great is it that you can sing "Shake It Off," "Shake It Off," "Shake Shake Shake It Off" for like two minutes? You know, and everyone just kind of spends two minutes just shaking it off. You know, shake it off. Don't worry about it. All the haters they're gonna hate, 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 hate. Uh, you know, all, so you can't control those things, and it's not really about that. You can control yourself and your own drive to be good qualities into the world. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. No message could have been any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make a change. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make a change. Right? <laughs> Music's fun. Um, I think that might be about all I got for, for, for now. Um, so that's a kind of a newsletter that I'm working on. And anything else? Anybody have a question? Anybody have a want to throw a question at me? I think sometimes uh, I do. You know, there's so many thoughts in my head to try to organize everything and actually put out exactly what I want to say, it's like really hard. But a lot of times when we, people ask questions or we get on to a specific topic, then I have pretty clear ideas. All right, taking questions. If anybody wants to ask any questions. Well, while we're waiting for any questions, let me say this about... Um, Earlier, I was talking about acoustic acoustic um, performances versus like true you know true acoustic, not unplugged like this. Not actually unplugged. I, I never understood that when people say something is unplugged, but yet they're plugging into a PA system. I just I don't know. I don't get that. But um, truly acoustic versus playing plugged in. The amount of control that I have on my guitar. This might be an interesting point. I think it's interesting. Um, 
I can control the EQ. I can control so much about how my guitar actually sounds. I can control uh, a lot about how my voice sounds. And so if you, actually, if you listen to... Right now, I've got my voice, I don't think, hardly EQ'd at all. So I think you're basically hearing my voice as, as authentically as I can duplicate through this microphone. Um, but when you listen to most YouTube videos or, or uh, most audio in general, the, the audio is modified. And so you're not really hearing, you're hearing, you're hearing different frequencies than what actually were created by that person's voice, by that person's guitar. And so I think that that, um, well, the, the interesting, maybe the uh, interesting idea, and I don't know if people care about this, but I think it, it really needs to be thought about because details are lost or obfuscated when that happens. And so how can you really be that confident that the message is the same? Even, even when you change tiny things about how somebody expresses their self, it can have major impact, impacts on what is actually communicated or, or what is understood. So if you put reverb onto a voice or you put, you raise the high frequency or, or you put uh, a shimmer onto your guitar, like you're impacting the message. And so, you know, that's, I think that's an interesting question as to, um, well, maybe I could put it like this. You would think that life would have gotten way easier because of robotics and the internet. And it, and it has in ways, but I would say, as far as I can tell, you know, having a limited lifespan and limited perspective, as far as I can tell, there's as much or more mental uh, turmoil or mental uh, illness as there ever has been. Um, no, this is this is my studio. I don't know. I don't. I don't have. I don't have a basement. No. No basement. <laughs> but. Uh, um. And so. I wonder how much of that has to do with with uh, with with how communication exists today. Um. Yeah, I mean, I wonder, I wonder how much of a difference it would make if, if, like, if, if, if people just got rid of the internet, <laughs> if the internet was destroyed and everyone for any social interaction had to get, uh, you know, be around each other <laughs> uh, again, how much of an impact that would have when you actually have to contend with the reality of who another person is and everything that they are and you're around people. Uh, it's different, you know, it, it just is. And so, um, I don't know that that's ever going to happen, uh, not anytime soon, but, uh, I think it might make a big difference. Oh, 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 I was working on a, um, I was working on a porch. Uh, we we tore out all this screen from our, our screen porch and we put in a new kind of window um, that also has a screen. So that's that's what I was working on. And that's basically all done. There's new uh, wood that needs to be put around the outside uh, to, to sort of finish weatherproofing it, but it's basically done. <laughs> it's done enough that uh, I need to take a break from it. But... Um, Yep. If 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 anybody has any any questions, I, I don't know if there are any any newer musicians uh, that have any questions for kind of kind of strategies on how, on on being a working musician or what things really helped me out. Um, oh, I think and I think you can make 
I think you can make a difference very, very quickly with music. I don't think you need to wait till you're some kind of master. I mean, I think as long as you're making a, a you're giving your, you're putting your best foot forward. I mean, that's the best thing you can do every day. Is anytime you're on a stage, anytime you're doing anything, do your best. And it, I mean, if you're on a stage and people can see you're doing your best, and they can see that you've done, that's who you are, is that you do your best every day. Um, that's inspirational, and people can see it. It it just it's uh, what you do. People can see it. It reveals itself. Uh, so I don't, I don't think you can really hide. You can you know you can you can uh, put on fancy clothes, or you could put on ragged clothes. You can you can do a lot to sort of disguise yourself, but you can use fancy microphones. You can uh, use shimmer on your guitar, but um, I would I would be interested to see. If it'd be really interesting to see if you could pull off a truly acoustic uh, event, like recurring event, where you come and listen to somebody and an audience has to be silent to really listen to them play acoustic. And I wonder how many people could really do it because I think so many of us musicians, we are so plugged into, you know, the the technological side of things. That's one one challenge I'm going through right now, actually. What I've found through being a working musician these days of playing for weddings and bars and restaurants and corporate events and private events, what I've found is, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, a big, a big part of my job is maintaining a certain energy level. You're trying to create a certain vibe that makes people feel good and carries the energy of the event and hopefully uplifts and raises the energy of the event and ideally gets people dancing. And so as, an, as a solo acoustic performer, that is a reasonable amount. That's a reasonable ask. It, I, I think it's a reasonable burden to try to do that with an acoustic guitar and a voice. It can be done, but it, I think it takes a lot out of you to do it. So I wanted to find easier ways than grinding my fingernails to the cuticle and shredding my vocal cords so that I'll sound like a a smoker, you know, within a few years. Um, I um, I got a a loop a loop station, and I've been learning the piano, so I can create full mixes instantly. And actually, um, I just found this um, artist like yesterday on YouTube that that really blew me away. He's doing exactly what I wanted to, uh, to be doing or want to be doing, and he's doing it at an extraordinary level. Let's see if I can find his name real quick. I have to check him out. Here we go, here we go. I found it. I found it. All right. His name is Frank Tedesco, F R A N K. T E D S T E D E S C O. Okay, so he this this is interesting. Okay, Frank Tedesco. So he he plays the piano. One one thing I've learned uh, through playing guitar and learning, I'm I'm now at over 350 cover songs. Um, I'm probably that's how many that I have on my list. I, I'm probably well over 400 in terms of the the amount of different ones that I've learned. Maybe even upwards of 500 at this point. When you do this, uh, uh, when you when you do this, you you learn how many songs are so similar, or how the 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 the, the overall structures of songs and progressions of songs. They there's a lot of different ones. There's a lot of different progressions, a lot of different structures, but not that many, and. You start to have have ways to move through all these songs, so you can learn them very quickly. Um, at first, it took me a while to learn new songs. Now I can learn it in probably ten minutes, uh, unless it's a really complicated, you know, you, instrumental. Um, that's more challenging. But um, this guy Frank Tedesco, he. He's at like the next level or maybe a few a few levels beyond what I feel like I'm at with the guitar, where he can play 
he can listen to a piece that he's never heard before, and he can reproduce it as a as an instrumental piano piece instantaneously, and and it will have a lot of detail, and it will have the uh, usually he's pretty dang accurate with the melodies, um, but for me, what's more impressive is the underneath the the chords that he places under the under the melodies really match what the song has going on or and it, it's um but i think um it's again because there are a limited number of different uh, progressions and he has a good library of chords in his head that he's able to create really what sound like pretty close to masterpieces using his loop station and his keyboard a couple keyboards and he works in bass he works in all these different sounds and so that's what that's what I'm going to try to do is um it's really beautiful so check him out Frank Frank Tedesco it was uh song after song that he played were really beautifully played and um he's a master I mean he's he's a master at it um he yeah and so that's what I, 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 I won't be able to do it on his level yet, but I can do the same kind of thing where I can hear a song one time. You kind of understand what the bass line is. You kind of understand what you understand what the chords are. You get the basic melody and I'd be able to reproduce it. And it's not too hard. You know, it's not like there's so many components, but what he's what he's able to do is just he's very sharp. And, and I, I just think he's. Um, he's done it so much that. When he hears a song, he instantly can recognize the overall the parts that are going on, and then it, it's not complicated. He's like, "Okay, I've heard that before. I know that. I know that. Okay, so like I do these things, um, and and so to you know the lay person listening is going to feel like he's doing a million things instantaneously, but it's more like he's got well developed components." that are appropriate for many different situations. And then he listens to the song and he says, okay, this is the situation for the bass. This is the situation for the for the pad. This is the situation for the voice or whatever, the, or the lead melody. And then he just, he, he can he can play. Anyway, that's what I'm doing with the loop station is to try to be able to deliver a certain energy level, maintain long hours of, of, of high energy music, make it a little bit easier on myself through the looping, but also since you're able to implement bass and drums and fuller mixes, these mixes generally carry. It, it's easier to to hit hit better. You know, having those low bass sounds, the bass and the kick drum, are really helpful for making people want to dance. And uh, it, they just capture more of the 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 audio spectrum. Uh, I think it maybe is a way to say it. Um, but the uh, the the danger that I see in this is that it's all it's all technological, and so I think that maybe that, maybe that's something I'll do is start an event that's just purely really an acoustic event, where it is a listening room. And you have a person with an actual piano or a person with an actual violin, a person with an actual guitar, not plugged in, and just listen to their raw, unaffected performance. Um, because when I played my acoustic guitar outside, unplugged, the thing sounded I played it as hard as I could, so I got as much energy out of that thing in an outdoor environment as I could, but it sounded bad. <laughs> the, it sounded out of tune. It, it just it didn't it didn't really carry the energy that I needed to support me for for singing. Um, and so I think uh, that raw experience. I think that, but that may be at the heart of what I'm trying to say is. As everybody knows, fa your your Facebook profile is like the best version of yourself. It's not real. The um, your all these images that people conjure of themselves that it's not it's not the real person. And then when you actually, you know, when you, it, I guess I 
I don't know that I ever did Tinder dating. Um, I don't think I did. But um, the, the, the Tinder dating profiles, you put your best foot forward, but it's not really who you are. So I think it, there's a musical equivalent there of using uh, effects pedals or, or different things. And so if you are performing purely acoustic, you just get a, a real representation of who that, who that person actually is as a musician, as a performer. Um, I'm, I, I should say, I'm not really on one side or the other on this because I think those, these, these pedals, I mean, I have them. I think they're extremely useful. Um, and so if, you, if I can do something with pedals that makes a positive difference for people and, and helps people have a good time, and I can't do that with, without the pedals, then I think there's a very clear argument to make. Um, if my motivation is good, then why shouldn't I? I, I should use the pedals. Um, but I just think that that's an interesting thing to think about, um, that there may be a loss of authenticity there um, when you don't, you can get the illusion of, you, you know, you throw a, 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 a backwards reverb and a, and a delay and some distortion on an electric guitar and this guy sounds like he can win a, ba a battle in outer space with uh, aliens, you know. It sounds like, uh, I mean, people sound, it just sounds epic. But if you actually listen to the, really what's being played, you know, it, it's nothing like what that digital representation is. So um, I think um, it, maybe it can be very distracting and, and we create these illusions for each other and we're so all, we're always so focused on these illusions that we're not really living here on planet Earth. Um, so I think uh, something to think about. Um, okay. Uh, open mic tomorrow. Mic club, Southern Roots Park Circle, uh, seven thirty to ten thirty. Um. If you're interested in E-Open Mic, get in touch with me. Um, I think that might be about it. Um, let me look at upcoming events, see if there's any events I should promote here. Playing the City Market on Friday, this Friday. Uh, I'm working on a project of Nathan Douglas's, helping him master songs. Nathan out by way of California. I'm working on about 27 of his songs to master them and produce uh, a physical album and cover. Um, sea Island Farmer's Market next Saturday, but mostly what I've got coming up are, are private events, which is cool. As I'm wanting to do more private events these days. Basement, the basement on April 29th. And, uh, yeah. I think I will leave it there. Is that it? Okay, I will say, I'll leave it with this. This Boss 505 is insane. It's amazing. If you look at any of these people that are looping on YouTube or anywhere, almost all of them are using this 505. And so I highly recommend it if you're interested in getting into looping. Check it out. Watch, it, watch a video. Um, come record at my studio. I guess that's it, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. This was the 14th episode of my podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on my podcast, I do have guests on this podcast, and I just talk to you about who you are and what you do and how you got into what you're doing and stuff like that. Just have a conversation to get to know you better and talk about ideas that we find interesting. And uh, that's it, y'all. Have a good night. Thanks for listening. Peace out, rock on, surf's up. Oh, kite surfing. I'm tired, you guys. I, I, I really I had a lot. I don't, I don't know. I, I just feel like I'm always having so much to, to do. Hey so kite surfing, the season is here. I am actually really, I, I kind of want to like put music aside for a little bit because it's, uh, I've been doing it like nonstop for a few years uh, or maybe like seven years, just like it's all, I'm always about music, 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 music. And, there, and every week just, ooh, doo, doo, and I love it. I'm happy to be doing it. But at the same time, the weather's getting nice. 
there have been a number of days where it's windy and I just kind of want to go be outside and fly a kite and just do nothing but kind of physical stuff for a while. So if you're interested in getting into kite surfing, get in touch with me. I teach kite surfing through Session Sports. Shout out Adam Super. And uh, I think it's going to be a good windy season this year. I just got this feeling. It's uh, I just feel like we're due. So um, if you've never seen kite surfing, check it out. Uh, I think it's one of the best sports in the world. I, I'm kind of like addicted to basketball. There's something. There's a social component to basketball that always kind of gets me coming back to basketball. But outside of that, it's kite surfing for me. It just it's amazing. It's exhilarating and relaxing. And you can kite with dolphins. Yeah, I've had I've had I've had a a time where I was out, sort of uh, going between some waves, and then there were like four dolphins that kept jumping over, and they were, and I felt like they were jumping out, looking at me like, "What's going on? You know, what's going on here?" And so I just kind of went around with these dolphins for a while. Um, that was pretty cool. Jumping over land, falling, riding waves. I mean, you can just you can jump so high. I don't go as high as some people, but I go pretty high. I think you probably you look at me you might underestimate how 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 high I jump. But uh, all right, y'all. Peace out. Thanks for thanks for listening. Have a good night.